And the question is, um, I said that in A Course in Miracles, it says that the ego and spirit are not in communication and can never be in communication. And I said this seems to imply a true split when the purpose of A Course in Miracles is to teach that the separation never occurred. Will you address this seeming contradiction within the text? All right, here's the Holy Spirit's answer. The ego is not real. Anyone perceiving a true split also perceives the ego as real. But this is never the case. Mind is all that is. Even perception is a product of mind, and mind is always shared. This is why perception can seem to be shared so that two separate minds seem to witness the same event which is not occurring at all, like rain. Seeing the rain through two different sets of eyes when the rain doesn't exist is an example of sharing perception. Perception can be shared in this way because spirit is one and spirit is in communication always. So, Spirit, of course, is continuing to teach that the world is not real, that the illusion is not real. Um, I'm going to open A Course in Miracles for a moment. I'm going to open up to, um, I think it's workbook lesson nine, and I'm going to read the first sentence in paragraph two. It is difficult for the untrained mind to believe that what it seems to picture is not there. This is what A Course in Miracles teaches. Although I know some of the students of A Course in Miracles do not want to see this. I know that there are many students of A Course in Miracles who want to interpret the teachings differently to say that the world is real. And, you know, really, sentence two in workbook lesson nine explains why. It is difficult (laughs) for the untrained mind to believe that what it seems to picture is not there. But this is what A Course in Miracles teaches us, and to be honest, this is what the great mystics have always taught us, and this is what science is now beginning to confirm. The world we see is not here. So the question becomes, if the world is not here, then why is it when I hold up this cup, I see a cup, Danielle sees a cup, and Zoe sees a cup? Not one of them is screaming, that's not a cup, it's a dog, as I'm showing them my cup and saying it's a cup. They're agreeing with me that it's a cup. So if the world is not real, why do we agree it's a cup? And the answer to that is the last sentence that I've just read from today's message. Perception can be shared because spirit is one and spirit is in communication always. And otherwise, it is an illusion, okay? It is an illusion. But we are in agreement about this illusion. We are one mind seeing the same illusion. We aren't six billion separate minds making up our own illusions. We are one mind seeing one illusion. So we all agree that this is a cup. If you were in the room, you would agree with me too. It's a cup. 
So that's what this paragraph is saying. This paragraph, again, let's read it, is saying, mind is all that is. Even perception is a product of mind, and mind is always shared. This is why perception can seem to be shared so that two seemingly separate minds seem to witness the same event, which is not occurring at all, like the rain. Seeing the rain through two different sets of eyes when the rain doesn't exist is an example of sharing perception. Perception can be shared in this way because spirit is one and spirit is in communication always. Now, I don't know about you guys, but to me that is exciting. You know, we think we're separate. We go about our lives pretending we are separate. But the fact that we all see a cup where there is none literally proves that we are not separate. It, in fact, it proves that we are in absolutely perfect communication. Absolutely perfect communication. And to me, that's exciting. That's very exciting. Our oneness witnessed in that way is it's just exciting to me. But let's continue with the message. Holy Spirit says, however, at the same time, the mind has a belief in separateness or ego. These two words are synonymous here, separateness and ego. And the mind, as one, agrees to experience this belief. So it seems to partition the mind. It limits one aspect of mind to one perspective of the shared perception, and it limits another aspect of mind to another perspective, so that separation seems real. Yet, it is not real, because even these limits are held in place through decision in one mind. In this way, even the limits are communicated. Now, he's really talking about, you know, the word I would use in the English language is pretending. He's talking about pretending. He's talking about pretending like we're not in shared communication. So, you know, what we have done is we have made perception, and all of perception comes from a shared agreement, a shared communication of what everything is, you know, what it's going to be. You know, this is a cup, this is a desk, this is a microphone, etc. This is a body. But then we create imaginary partitions, which they have to be imaginary. If they were real partitions, we wouldn't all see a cup, right? We create imaginary partitions, which we could call separate points of view, so that Regina may see the same thing as Lisa Hansen, but Regina sees it this way and Lisa sees it that way. And this creates the illusion that we are separate, these points of view, these seemingly separate interpretations. Again, however, at the same time, the mind has a belief in separateness or ego, and the mind, as one, agrees to experience this belief, so it seems to partition the mind. It limits one aspect of mind to one perspective of shared perception, and it limits another aspect of mind to another perspective, so that separation seems real, yet it is not real because even these limits are held in place through decision in one mind. In this way, even the limits are communicated. 
All right, continuing on with the message. Communication is a constant fact that cannot be interrupted for a single instant. I'm going to read that sentence again. Communication is a constant fact that cannot be interrupted for a single instant. The separation is not real. But the ego is the belief in separation. And this belief experiences the effects of communication without recognizing it as the effects of communication. And um, that's a true statement. I mean, if you, (laughs) if you, uh, okay, let me explain it and then I'll read it again. How's that? If if you were to ask my mom, (laughs) you know, what is this thing I'm holding my hand, she would tell you it was a cup. But it would never occur to her that the only reason she saw a cup is because we are in constant communication about what this is. Right? It would never, ever, ever occur to her that the reason she sees a cup is because we are in constant communication. She would never connect, connect those dots. And that's what this says. Okay, So listen again. Communication is a constant fact that cannot be interrupted for a single instant. The separation is not real. But the ego is the belief in separation. And this belief experiences the effects of communication, which means my mom does see a cup. (laughs) She experiences the effects of communication without recognizing it as the effects of communication. In this way, ego does not communicate with spirit because it is not aware of the communication that cannot cease. In other words, that blindness, that lack of realization that the reason we all see a cup is because we are one and we're seeing the same thing only because we are one, that's the ego. And see, that the funny thing about that, it means, again, it means the separation is completely false. It means that the communication is absolutely perfect or we would not see a cup where there is none, right? But we can be completely unaware of that fact. So the ego is completely unaware of spirit. The ego is completely unaware of the constant communication, the sharing of spirit that is absolutely natural to us. Now, the next paragraph. At the same time, spirit is only aware of communication and cannot respond to imaginary blocks to communication. I'm going to read that again. At the same time, spirit is only aware of communication and cannot respond to imaginary blocks to communication. In this way, spirit does not acknowledge ego's insistence in blockage and isn't in communication with the idea of division. Hey, baby. Sure, go ahead. <laughs> so, um, so what this is saying then again is that through ego agreement, right, through agreement to experience the belief in separation, we've set up imaginary partitions, imaginary partitions within constant communication. Ego believes in those imaginary partitions and does not at all recognize constant communication, not at all. 
Spirit, on the other hand, does not acknowledge the imaginary partitions and is only aware of the constant communication. So this is what it means in A Course in Miracles when it says that uh, ego and spirit are not in communication and can never be in communication. It's because they see differently. They see differently. One sees division where there is none. An imaginary division when the proof is right here in this cup that there's constant communication. But ego still insists on division. And spirit will never ever acknowledge division because it's not true. Spirit is only aware of the constant communication. So they do not share perspective or interpretation of the world. 